Hi, and welcome to the Lone Star Play podcast, where we sit, eat, chat, and repeat. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong, and we are coming to you from Austin, Texas. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for local restaurants, stores, butchers, farmers, markets, and more who are using organic, fresh, artisanal, and local sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. Yeah, that was my first series regular role that I booked. And um, it was just amazing. You know, everybody was like, oh my God, what was it like working with John Stamos? Totally. totally. And, you know, I'm like, John is, is a sweetheart. Like, he really is. He's very kind. He'll still text me on my birthday just to say happy birthday. You know, it was just... All the entire cast from Paget Brewster, Josh Peck, Ravi Patel, Christina Milian, everybody was simply amazing. So I, I, I we were all very bummed when uh, when it got canceled. Absolutely. It was ridiculous. I mean, just completely ridiculous. Yeah, the whole cast was was just amazing. It was a great show. Um, yeah. We were sure. like John Stamos and babies? Come on. What? <laughs> Hi. How you doing? I'm fine. Please forgive me for the last situation. I truly and sincerely apologize. <laughs> I I completely freaked out. Like I, it was just a really tough day, and uh, I, I think I was talking to a girlfriend about something on the phone, and in the middle of the conversation, I was like, "Oh my god." I forgot that I was supposed to do a podcast today. Like, it was just, I was devastated. <laughs> please, uh, please don't be devastated. It's all, it's, it's fine. It's really yeah. a snow, it's no problem at all. I appreciate you saying that. Please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've had those moments, uh, trust me, especially during the pandemic. You just yeah, get so no. comfortable, uh, you know, in your pajamas, right? Sipping on some tea. Next thing you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I actually, um, I had surgery done on my Oh, on my gosh. Arm. Yeah, I had a pinched nerve, and so it was really affecting my hand. And I think I had a doctor's appointment that day where they took, like, the cast off. And then I came home, and, you know, oh. it was, he was like, stretch it out. And I, and I did, but I did too much, and it Ooh. just, it took me out. It took I me can't, out. girl. Yeah, of course. The podcast last thing to be on my mind. <laughs> be like, what the hell? My my arm is it's yeah. a sling. I can't. <laughs> so that uh, was fun. That was yeah. Fun. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that was fun. Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, I'm so sorry to hear that. Uh, you know, I wish you all the best. Um, Thank you. Know, you. He- healing with that, of course. Thank um, you. Gosh, look, it's this is crazy. I watched. Um, I watched your latest movie on Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. On Netflix. Netflix. Gosh, I get these all wrong. Oh my God. All errors and mistakes are forgiven during the pandemic. I blame everything on COVID-19. That's (laughs) it. Me too. Me too. That's Mm -hmm. hilarious. Yes. Netflix. Um, I feel like it is kind of a verb. You get Netflixed though, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, So, uh, but you know, phenomenal uh, movie. My gosh. Um, I, I can't even, I don't even know where to begin. I was, uh, you know, just blown away. It was an unbelievable movie. Of course, Jeffrey Wright is. Oh God. It's Jeffrey mean, Wright. Jeffrey it's, Wright is Jeffrey Wright. 
is Jeffrey Wright. And the other guy, Ashton. Ashton Sanders. That guy Incredible. Is, he is unbelievable in everything I've seen him in. Like, mm -hmm. my goodness. He yeah. is phenomenal. And it was just an honor to to be a part of the film. You know, Jeffrey Wright is by far one of my favorite actors of all time. Oh, wow. And to get to work alongside him um, so intimately was just, it was a dream come true. He, he was literally, his, right. <laughs> our noses were yeah. like Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that is intimate. Yeah, I remember mm -hmm. seeing that scene thinking, holy cow, how do you even rehearse that? Like, is that yeah. something you just think, okay, let's save this for the moment? You know, it was amazing. Joe Robert Cole, the writer and director of um, All Day and a Night, who is also the co-writer of Black Panther. Um, I loved working with him as a director. He is such an actor's director. And we did, um, it wasn't so much rehearsing things, but we did talk through things. And we, of course, had a stunt coordinator on set because anytime you're doing something where it could potentially get physical you have someone yeah. on set so we did kind of walk through what it was that we were going to do and we were all kind of on the same page myself Jeffrey Joe that we did not want to make it seem like Jeffrey's character JD was the abuser like this was a toxic relationship between the both of us so I was just as responsible for the the brokenness in our relationship as he was and so we wanted to make sure we showed both sides of that and so just kind of talking through it you know that little finger push yeah. That's going to set any man off. Like, I mean, it's so he, disrespectful. Yeah. It's so disrespectful. <laughs> it's so disrespectful. It's, it's such a great scene. The tension is just like, mm -hmm. I mean, it's just floating. You just feel it just floating that, you know, that something's going to happen. Yeah. It's, um, wow. Uh, that's yeah. so great to hear, um, how you guys prepared for, for that particular scene. Was that mm -hmm. pretty much the whole movie then it was basically that sort of setup where we're just going to talk about it, mm -hmm. really just sort of understand where everybody's coming from. And then we'll just go for it. Sounds very much like theater in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of a lot like theater actually, you know, where each scene, it was just the director Joe would say, all right, let's talk through it. What are you feeling? What, what are your ideas? And this film just helped me to grow in my confidence as an actor. Uh, Regina Taylor was another amazing actor in the piece. And there was a scene where we, um, we were at my son's school. He was not doing very well. And, you know, per the usual, Joe was asking us to talk about it. And he asked if they had, if we had any questions and I'm like, I'm still very timid and shy and like, I don't want to say anything. And Regina was like, yes, I, I do have some questions. And she was like going down the questions that she had. And that gave me the confidence to say, you know what? I do actually have uh, a question um, in the scene. The teacher was talking to me about my son. And I was like, I don't feel like Delanda would sit here and listen to her say these things so yeah. because it was written as if we would we had this dialogue and I stayed there and I said I just don't feel like she would stay there and Joe said well let's try it when we you know do this rehearsal you know with camera trying to get the camera set up and so we did it and afterwards he came to me said you were right 
and we're going to keep it like that. We're not going to do it as it was written. So that was just like a boost of confidence for me as an actor to speak up because we sit with these characters um, and and we we get to know them in a way that maybe the writers didn't even imagine. And so it it was just a beautiful moment. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you're 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 actually living and breathing them, right? And you're you're getting to, yeah, hundred percent. That makes absolute sense. Well, that's amazing that he allowed that sort of freedom, give y'all yeah, sort of your creativity. Great. Yeah, that's amazing. And yes, mm-hmm. of course. Um, I mean, you're phenomenal in the film. I mean, absolutely blown away. Just like, I mean, my goodness. Yes, it's like I said, it's crazy <laughs> talking to you right now because I'm imagining that film right now and I'm just thinking, wow, you're so intense. Your face was so intense in the film, and yeah. I could read, I could read so much from you just from your face. I just thought you could have not spoken a whole word that whole movie. I feel like, and you could have given your whole performance oh, the same way. You. I think that says a lot about you. Yeah, just I loved thank it. You. It was just, and it's a powerful movie. It's the such same a powerful time, film. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's you gonna know, be cool. What's what's crazy is I am nothing like Delanda. Like I don't curse <laughs> in my real life. And so yeah. I had to I had to kind of warn my mom who watches everything that I do multiple times. And I was like, so I just want to let you know, there's a lot of cursing. And when I mean a lot, I mean like every other word that I say, cursing. And even my friends are like, oh my God, like you, the, you for somebody that doesn't cuss, you, you you're sound good real at good. It. Yeah, you're good at it, you're good at it. <laughs> I love it, that is crazy. Yeah, cause you know, well, I mean, you know, these are probably performances you want. You want to probably play people that aren't like you, right? Those Absolutely. are probably the most exciting parts um, mm-hmm. to play. Yeah. Um, look, another great performance I saw it was Grandfathered. Obviously, great show. Thank you. Yeah. My goodness. I, I remember that show. I watched it when they canceled it. I thought, what are they thinking? I, I know. thought, what? That's what I thought about that and The Grinder. That yeah, same year. I know. But, I thought, what are they doing? Those shows are great. Why did they get rid of those? You were so funny on that show. Like, Thank it's you. a kitchen. I'm a chef, so I'm from the restaurant industry. So okay. seeing seeing a restaurant, seeing how that all, I just loved it. All right, I'm in. Anything that's got a restaurant, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in it. And the way, uh, I just thought it was great. I thought it was, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, know, that was my first series regular role that I booked. And... Um, it was just amazing. You know, everybody was like, oh my God, what was it like working with John Stamos? Totally. totally. And, you know, I'm like, John is, is a sweetheart. Like he really is. He's very kind. He'll still text me on my birthday just to say happy birthday. You know, it was just all the entire cast from Paget Brewster, Josh Peck, Ravi Patel, Christina Milian, everybody was simply amazing. So, I, 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 we were all very bummed when, uh, when it got canceled. Absolutely. It was ridiculous. I mean, just completely ridiculous. Yeah. The whole cast was, was just amazing. It was a great show. Um, yeah. We were like John Stamos and babies. Come on. (laughs) John Stamos and baby. This is a no brainer. (laughs) Yeah. It was a great, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Just, that's exactly look, you know, I'm not alone. You're not alone. That's what a lot of people thought. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't understand the industry from the, you know, and I'm from the outside, so I can't even imagine mm-hmm. yourself. I'm sorry, I don't know if you can hear my dogs. My dogs I are can. absolutely <laughs> going crazy. My wife just got home from work. Okay, so they are. They're like literally. Mama's home. 
they're smothering her. If we go out for the mail and we come back in, that's it's like, where have you been? Right. And I'm like, I got the mail. <laughs> I just I literally the door didn't even shut all the way. Uh, yeah. But anyhow, anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, um, so yes, yeah, great show, and also the Handmaid's Tale. I saw, mm. you know, you got obviously nominated for an Emmy. That yeah. must have felt like amazing. Like what? I was, yeah. I was speechless. I was speechless when I saw my name on the list. Uh, with is that how it comes? Like, is that how you find out? You just. So they do um, a certain amount of categories, mostly like your lead actors, actresses, supporting, um, you know, shows. They do like kind of the bigger categories and then you have to go online for the other categories. And I was like, oh, I'll just go online just to see. And so I go online and I am scrolling and then I see like Dame... Judy, no, Cherry Jones. Yeah, Dame Judy, I, I think that was her name. I can't remember. Cherry Jones, Cicely Tyson, Viola Davis, Samira Wiley, Kelly Jenrette. And I was like, that's me. And I, I just I just kept saying, no, no, no. What is that? Oh my God. You know, and I my husband called and he was like, babe, you're an Emmy-nominated actress. And I was like, I know. And he was also um, up for, you know, Emmy contention that same year as well. And I was like, do you know if you got nominated? He said he didn't. So I went online and in his category, and I was like, oh, my God, you're nominated too. So it was just, you know, the just us both being nominated oh, together. Wow. And it turns out we are the first African-American married couple to be nominated in the same year. So it was just, it was 2018 was, was filled with extremely high highs and really low lows, but that was definitely the high point of 2018. Wow. That is, that's a, that's great that your husband uh, got nominated as well. You guys were able to celebrate together and Absolutely. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Wow. I mean, well-deserved. It's an amazing you know, performance on the show, um, you know, and, and to have such an impact on, you know, you're, you go in for one episode, right. And to yeah. feel like you have that sort of impact, um, you know, obviously was that something that sort of set up ahead of time? Like, okay, we're going to get you on the show and we're going to try to do something with this. Or was it just no. after the fact, like, man, you yeah. gave such an amazing performance. <laughs> it's like, it was, it was after, it was after the fact, you know, I, I got it. And I, at, when I got the audition, I think I had only watched the pilot episode of The Handmaid's Tale. And at the end, when they were like beating that guy, I was like, nope, this show is <laughs> not for me. And, and then the audition came in and I was like, okay, all right, let's, let's just go for it. Um, and then I booked it and I was like, so maybe I should watch all of these episodes. And I think it was just a, an amazing opportunity to be on one of the most popular shows at that time, which, you know, was kind of scary because people were like, I don't want to watch that because I feel like I see that on the news every day. Yeah, and, totally. you know, it was it was <laughs> a lot. And so when when it came time to submit for the Emmy, um, you know, people were like, yeah, it's an amazing show. Like, what could it hurt, you know, um, just to kind of get your name out there? And I was like, all right, let's do it. And then it came and I was like, oh, 
wow, you know, it was just, it was a humbling experience for me and just a beautiful reminder that it doesn't matter what you have or what you're given, it matters what you do with what you're given. And, you know, it was two scenes, three scenes, you know, all of less than five minutes. No, but it's like, what are you going to do with what you are given? And, and it was just like, do your job. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. That's, that's yeah. definitely powerful. Um, for an actor, especially to hear probably an up and coming actor, right? Just thinking, Oh, well, I just got this line in this no big deal. I'm here day in, you know, in one day out another. Uh, but you're right. You, you showed what you could do with that, that particular moment. Wow. That's yeah. powerful. Have, what about any other shows? Have you felt that moment? Maybe you didn't get nominated, right? But I know that's more of an internal, you have your own, you have your own sort of internal judgment going on, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, so what other shows were like that for you where you left and you just thought, wow, I just, I crushed that. Like that was. You know, it's so hard for, uh, for actors to be like, yeah, good job. <laughs> you know, it's always like, it takes me a couple of, a couple of watches before I'm yeah. like, all right, good, because when I first watch it, um, the show that comes to mind is Limetown on Facebook okay. Watch that I did with Jessica Bill. And, you know, I remember when I first saw it, it was like, I shouldn't have made that choice or no, nah, I can tell you weren't really listening. And, you know, going back and watching it was like, all right, Kelly, you did your thing. You, did, you, can, you can pat yourself on the back just twice. Two <laughs> pats. That's it. On to the next. <laughs> you, cr I mean, you killed it in that too. You know, Thank you. You, I, I watched some of that too. Yeah, you killed it in that too. It's got to be so. I just can't imagine. Um, you know, the, that life of trying to just inhabit somebody that huh. you're not. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is for sure challenging, but that's our job. Yeah. You know, and so even like with the role of Delanda, I remember getting the audition and I judged her, you know, just how she talked to her son, the choices that she made, you know, because she was so different. And, you know, I grew up in a middle class family where when we woke up in the morning, we said, good morning. We said, please and thank you. We didn't curse. Like, I think I recall hearing my dad curse one time my entire childhood growing wow. up, you know, so just to, to see this woman. And then I had to take a step back and say, but this is her life and understand her experiences that brought her to this point. And it's a, it's a very freeing thing to be able to say, all right, Kelly, I'm going to sit you over here. Now let's, let's allow Delanda, her essence, her spirit, her energy to just speak the truth of what she's going through. So I, I love it. Yeah, no, I, that's a, a great way to put it as far as just an escape, right? Escape, uh, a vacation from just mm -hmm. yourself for, for a little bit, right? Of, yeah. yeah, gosh, you know, I bet normal day people would love to be able to do something like, but they're not good at that, right? We're not good at stuff like that. <laughs> we can't pretend to be anything other than ourselves, you know? Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's just, it's, sometimes it's fear that kind of holds us back, that fear of judgment, sure. like, you know, what are people going to think if I do this? And, and when people yeah. can just let go, you would be surprised, like, you can soar, man, you can soar. Why, why did, where, where did that happen for you? When did that happen for you? Or have you always been that way? 
You know, um, leave it up to my mom. She would probably say I've always been that way. You know, <laughs> I, I remember there was a, a cassette tape that I have from when I was maybe eight years old. And it was a radio station that I created um, growing up in Atlanta, the popular radio station was V10, V103. So my radio station was V105. And I was the DJ. I was the performers. I uh, was the comedian. Like every single role, I interviewed myself. You know, and so I feel like it was kind of something that I always did. All, yeah, that I always enjoyed doing. And also people are like, well, you know, uh, growing up before my mom remarried, I was the middle child. And so, you know, it's kind of like, you're not, you're not the firstborn and then you're not the baby. So it's like kind of trying to figure out where you fit in. And so I just kind of entertained myself. And so I feel like it was something that was just kind of always there in me. And then just over time, I got to a point where I allowed myself to let go even more with each role that I had. And I'm still experiencing that now, you know? Oh, absolutely. I, I can't imagine. I would just imagine that just with each role, right? You learn a new technique, a new yeah. way, a, a new more way to get comfortable. Um, yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, yeah. another role I saw that I loved and, and I bring it up again because I'm in the restaurant industry and even I studied wine for a long time too. And you were in a great movie, um, called uncorked, right. With yeah. about, about wine and a barbecue mm -hmm. and it was everything I love <laughs> put together, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in, into one thing. Um, and I even worked briefly at a great barbecue place here in Austin, uh, for Aaron Franklin, okay. um, who's famously, you know, one of the best barbecuers in the world. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, he's who, he's who, do you know who Aaron Franklin is? I'm Have not you heard familiar. Of him? Mm -mm. Have you seen the movie Chef with John Favreau? Have you seen that movie? No. Nope. Chef? Okay, you got to watch that mm -hmm. movie. John Leguizamo, okay. John Favreau. It's called Chef. That's it. Okay. You'll love it. Aaron it Franklin's in it. It sounds yeah. familiar. It sounds familiar. He starts a food like truck. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anyway. this, it came out a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Anyway, he, he's in that movie. Like they go visit him for like, you know, barbecue expert anyway. Okay. Um, yeah. So seeing that show was like, okay, all this great barbecue wine, like, is that, yes, yeah, you know, you got the restaurant and grandfather. Are you attracted to this whole industry? Do you think, is that what's, uh, keeps, keeps bringing you back to that? <laughs> you know, I, I can cook. Like, yeah. you know, okay. I mean, now listen, I'm no, I'm no Aaron. I'm, you know, I, <laughs> but I, I can hold my own in the kitchen, but I do not like to cook. <laughs> I just, the only time that I'm like, yeah, let me get in the kitchen. is like Thanksgiving or Christmas or my yeah. husband's birthday, you know, yeah. where, where like there is, it's, there's a meaning behind it, but just, you know, cooking cause it's Tuesday. Nah. <laughs> Not, not really interested in that, you know, um, because even in Grandfather, my character, Annalise, like she wasn't, she was the manager. Exactly. You know? yes. And then yes. even in Uncorked, my character, Brenda, she couldn't cook. Yeah. So, you know, it's like being, it's like low key kind of where, where I am, even though I can cook, but, you know, just to be able to like, yeah, let me manage the kitchen. 
kind of thing. Um, so I, I think that's more, that's more where I, where I reside. Does your husband, does he like to cook? Does he? Oh my God. He loves to cook. In fact, he just made like a seafood pizza um, before this call. And he has like a binder called Melvin's cookbook. So he, he loves to cook, but I think he got that from his father who also really enjoyed cooking as well. So it was great, you know, that, that he loves to cook so that we can eat. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Somebody's got to cook in the house. I mean, I know people that can order out and eat out all the time, but there's something about cooking at home uh, mm-hmm. that that is uh, special. I, I don't know why I like cooking. I just do. I don't. But yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure why I like it. To be to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I now I'm, now I'm, now you got me questioning it. I, I don't even know why. <laughs> don't I think question it. it. I, I don't, don't know. Don't even just. I think it's the joy of somebody eating it, and mm-hmm. they make a good face or a good like. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Like this whole like oh my god. That's pretty addictive feeling that I get from them. And that will make me want to do 10 hours of hard labor just for that one. I mean, it's that kind of ridiculous. Sense. No, it's kind that of makes weird. Sense. That makes sense. That Because I think that's, that's how it is for me for Thanksgiving and Christmas. I always make the dressing. And yeah. people are always like, oh, my God, this dressing is amazing, <laughs> you know. And so it is it is that thing of being able to bring joy to people. Yeah. It is a it is a beautiful feeling. So I totally get that. Yeah, I get true. it. Yeah, the dressing. I love it. Yes. I love it. <laughs> that's my thing. Like you can, y'all it. can make everything else. Yeah, I got I'm the dressing. The dressing. I got the dressing. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, a, <laughs> that's the one time a year I don't cook. See, I don't wow. cook on uh, those days, holidays and stuff, because I cook all the time. Other, the rest of the it. time. So when it's that time of year, somebody else better nope, be cooking. That makes sense, and I think right? that's why I'm like, all right, I'll do yeah, it because exactly <laughs> the other three hundred and sixty-three <laughs> days, I'm like, yeah. I mean, you know, and I will cook. Like I do cook sure, other other times, but you know, I'm I'm always game for Thanksgiving and Christmas and birthdays. <laughs> Do you have a, like a special diet you follow or do you just sort of go with anything? Do you try different stuff? Are you pretty adventurous? You know, I am vegan adjacent is what I like to call it. Um, So that's a new one. Okay. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's, that's a new one. Vegan adjacent. Um, So I will still eat like fish um, and shrimp. Um, I haven't had beef or pork in I don't know how long, which was kind of challenging when we were shooting uncorked in Memphis. And, you know, they're on the grill and they're yeah. throwing them ribs around and slapping uh-huh. that barbecue sauce. It was like, ooh, maybe, maybe I could try it. But it was like that it would be my luck that I would try it. And then my stomach is like, we we haven't had this and five, six, seven, <laughs> ten years, what are you doing? And then I gotta hold up production. Um so, you know. <laughs> yeah, so so vegan adjacent is what I like yes, to say. I like that. Vegan adjacent. I might start using that. Um yeah. I think I think I like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I that you know it's a funny thing to talk about labels on food because you know, I think most people don't really fall into any particular category. I, mm-hmm. I think if you looked at it per meal you you could define yourself because if you think about it it's not like you eat a steak 
or let's say you eat meat, right? Let's say it's not like you eat meat every single meal, exactly. you know, just a big cut of meat. So half your, half of people's meals anyways are vegan or vegetarian, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I um, heard someone already. refer to themselves as a flexitarian. So, Interesting. I like yeah. that too. They're like, I eat a little, I eat a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. It was like, I like it. Flexitarian. <laughs> You know, Flexitarian. we'll come, we'll come up with some creative names. So, so like, new, I can dig it. I, and I'm in the industry. I never heard these before. These are all really? new. My, yeah, my <laughs> chef friends are going to get a kick out of these. Flexitarian. Guys, you're never going to believe what I heard. A mm-hmm. flexitarian. Yeah. This. I love it. I love it, though. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's a perfect way to, uh, to, you know, I lived in Europe uh, for like three years. That's how I met my wife. She's from Spain. Okay. And I really got, I just really enjoyed the way they ate over there. I just, Mm. you know, grew up in Texas and lived in Texas for the most part of my life. And I just thought, wow, this is great. Just a whole new way to look at food. Have you ever lived anywhere that that was that sort of jarring where it just completely changed how you looked at food? No, you know, I have not had the the opportunity to travel um, as much as I would like to or really live anywhere else. The only places that I have lived for an extended period of time, like born and raised in Atlanta, grew up there, um, spent some time in upstate New York, which was brutally cold. I don't know why people do that to themselves. Um, <laughs> and then um, out here in California, You know, we did have, my husband and I uh, did go to Jamaica um, for about a week in uh, last November. And, you know, we got to eat um, different different cuisines that they had. They had this curry goat out there, um, which was absolutely delicious. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to try it. And it was amazing. I did feel a little bad because, you know, we would drive along the street and we would see these baby goats, you know, just kind of tied up. And I'm like, ah, did I eat your mama? I'm sorry. You know, am I going to eat you later on tonight? I don't know. Um, you know, so that, that if there's, there's always that. But, you know, it was, it was absolutely delicious. And I'm, um, for the most part, I'm, I'm, I'm down to try um, different things. You know, we talked about going to Africa. I mean, you know, we, we've been, before COVID made its world premiere, we were talking about going to different places. Like I've always wanted to go to Africa and, and, um, Europe, you know, all of that is now kind of on hold, but I definitely want to, want to venture out. I, I had some, uh, friends go to Italy and they were like, you don't know nothing like coming back, coming back to the States. We don't know nothing about Italian food. And I was like, Oh, it just, I can't, I can't wait to go and, <laughs> and experience these real things that yes. we, you know, that we think are so amazing here, but we go to those places and we're like, Oh, this is what spaghetti is supposed to taste like. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Papa John's is not real. <laughs> Right, like he's not a real papa over there. He's, no. uh, you know, Mm-mm. yeah. It's um, probably it's like different. a peasant. Yes, <laughs> peasant <laughs> so, John. Yeah, yeah, peasant Johns. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole different uh, thing yeah. over there. Yeah, but you're right. It is. Um, it's a whole different experience. Um, you know. Yeah, and it is. It's a. You know what? For me, what it was is 
the lifestyle. It was just mm. people's attitudes, you yeah. know. It was just like, well, you know, and just from America is just very like, I don't know, just go, go, yeah. go, 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 you know, open 24 hours, you know, neon lights. Right. I just, that's America. And over there, it's just like, I mean, we we would literally, the whole country would shut, shut the whole country would sleep for two hours a day. Oh, you know, wow. it was like, take a siesta. It was like part of... <laughs> I just was weird. I mean, you know, I worked and it was like, okay, time to stop. Everything's stopping. All the stores close. Right. Everything closes. Like, wait, Everyone, what, is, what does that mean? I, yeah, it is. You know, it's like, no, everybody goes home and, and takes a nap. I was like, where, what do you mean? <laughs> this is like very Stepford Wives. Like, am I going to get drugged? I don't Right. Like, what's happening? Am I going to remember these two hours? Is this, uh, wow. but that was just the norm. It, it became the norm. And I just, I don't know. There's just little things like that that, uh, so I absolutely recommend getting out. Uh, I think it opens people's perspective yeah. on, on things. Uh, my mom is from Mexico City, so I grew up going okay. back and forth between Mexico and, and Texas, just, you know, mm-hmm. summers, vacations, whatever, that, that sort of thing. And having that experience was nothing I knew till I was older, right? I didn't realize yeah. it till, till I got older, but definitely getting around and getting to see how other people live gives you a whole new perspective on your own life, really. I'm sure. I'm it, sure. It really, really does. I, I can't imagine your, from an acting, you know. What's your uh happen. what's your favorite dish to cook? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, my favorite dish to cook would be tacos, pork tacos, pulled pork tacos. Okay. Yeah, that's what I would do because I yeah, I get a big what they call it, Boston butt. That's mm-hmm. what it's called. Um, and I will just slow roast that thing in the oven. Yeah. 250 for like eight, 10 hours. Mm-hmm. Just pulls apart. Great little sauce. Got some pineapple in there. That's the main the main pull of that dish. Yeah. But yeah, now I'm talking about it. I'm just getting mouthwatered. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I'll make some <laughs> fresh, fresh tortillas, just fresh handmade tortillas. Oh, nice. And- Keep it simple. Yeah, you know, food to me is all. That's what I've learned through the years. Cooking is it, it becomes simplicity. It's like when you start out, you're trying to just throw all these flavors in, and let me just mm-hmm. show everybody what I can do, and blah blah blah. But then as you get better, you start to realize, okay, I need to pull back a little bit more, and it's about highlighting things a little bit better, and yeah, putting the focus towards different things. Right when I slide you a dish. Uh, there's something I want you to focus on in particular, not not just pick up the burger and eat it. It's like there's something behind it. Yeah. And I can only imagine it's got, maybe for acting, it might be the same way. When you start acting, you're just, and as you get better, you maybe no, just know how to, you just right. know what to give and what not to give, right? Yeah, sort what is the, thing. it's the, it's a uh, kiss, K-I-S-S, keep it simple, stupid. And so- Oh, I never like, heard that. I love that. Keep Patrick, okay, stupid. great. Yeah, just it's like <laughs> just kiss it, you know, because you do you think like, oh, well, I'm I'm really gonna give it to him now and do, and it's like, just kiss it, keep it simple, stupid. You you you're adding all of this other stuff on top of it, and that's not even how you are in real life, you know. So it's like just communicate. I remember I went to this screening of fences and Denzel Washington was on a panel and he was Great just movie. talking yes and he was talking about just telling the truth of the character no matter what medium if it's theater if it's film television you have to just tell the truth period that that should be your main focus and so that's what i have tried to take with me is just no matter whether it's comedy drama 
film, TV, stage, tell the truth of the character. And that's it. That's my job. Wow. That's yeah. yeah. Like you said, keep it simple, stupid. I love keep that. It simple, that's, stupid. Oh my gosh. That would work so perfectly in a kitchen because yeah. that's how people talk to each other in kitchens. Just, yeah. you know, <laughs> you asshole, you idiot. <laughs> keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Just that's kiss perfect. it. Just, Just kiss, kiss it. it. Just kiss it. it. Gosh, that's so yeah. perfect. What, um, what other, you know, I'm sure this pandemic has been absolutely you know, obviously you can see from the news how it affects the, the restaurant industry and the service industry. Yeah. And they, they talk about that a lot. But, you know, it's obviously ob- affecting the entertainment industry as well. Productions are halted. Things are happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what, I don't know what you want to talk about or what you can are allowed to talk about as far as that yeah. goes. Yeah, it's so it's so tricky. It's like you said, you know, things have halted. And then with them opening things up and everybody kind of like, oh, great. And then... Yeah. You know, it was like our numbers in Los Angeles County alone, we are over 140,000 cases just in Los Angeles, not the whole of California, just Los Angeles County, 140,000 cases. And so, you know, the the governor is now kind of shutting things back down again. Um, And they they, the industry, um, the different unions are trying to put things in place. Um, but it's, it's going to be really expensive, you know, trying to test, get people tested, make sure there are just so many unknowns right now. Um, you know, but I feel like auditions are kind of starting to open up again, but it's still that thing of like, we don't know, you know, I could, test positive on Tuesday and unless I am self-quarantining, you know, I could go out on Wednesday and get something. And so it's just how, how will these networks and studios regulate these things? I know that Tyler Perry was, you know, in Atlanta, he has this base and he was telling people, it's kind of like camp, you know, you come on the base, you don't leave until we finish shooting. Um, I don't know how that's working out or how realistic that would be out here to try and do. So there are just so many unknowns right now. I am working on my own play. I'm a part of a theater collective, Black Rebirth Collective, and I was commissioned to write a piece about Dr. Betty Shabazz and Coretta Scott King. Um, I haven't been able to work on that lately because of what's been going on with my arm, but I think, you know, it's just, uh, an opportunity to start kind of creating and writing your own things. I took a masterclass workshop, uh, with Marcus Gardley, who is a phenomenal writer. Um, and so it's just like, you know, now's the time to just kind of educate yourself and sharpen your skills and get new skills until we figure out what's going on you know yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah it's um you know every day is new information new cha- like you mm-hmm. said opening not i'm in texas so we're sort of in the same situation yeah you know sort of a hot spots austin uh, which is in travis county um d- has nowhere near you know the cases that los angeles has so i yeah. can't even imagine um uh, you know, where you're at, how, how scary that is, um, to be honest with you, that would frighten me. Um, I'm frightened here, uh, by it, to be honest with you. I don't really go out at all, uh, but I don't have to, I'm thankful. I don't have to. And that's what I feel bad the most about is just, 
I, you know, I have a lot of friends that own uh, businesses here, um, you know, yeah. food trucks, restaurants, that, that sort of thing. And, you know, they all have to go to work. They all have to make a living, make a living. Yep. And yeah. pay other people and get them to work. And that's their stress. I, I closed my business here in Austin last March, right after South by was my last event. Okay. And all I could think is, thank God, because if I was still had it this year, I would be I don't even want to think about it. I just yeah. can't even imagine the stress. Um, no, you know, it's that, heartbreaking. Right. It's it heartbreaking. really is. It is. Yeah. It is. And, you know, the same for your industry. You know, there's a lot of crews just not working. Yeah. You know, they can't. They just they can't do anything. I just, yeah. yeah. It affects a whole lot of people, you know, that that you don't even necessarily think about. And my, my hope is that when the dust settles, there will just be more gratitude going around for everyone, you know, yeah. to, to understand, like, I can't, we can't do this without you actors. You know, we can't, we can't do it without the hair and makeup team. We can't do it without the gaffers or the lighting crew, or, you know, we can't, we can't do it. We need everybody. So I'm just, I'm hopeful that this will create a sense of gratitude all around for everyone, you know, in every profession. I think about the the people who are on the front lines, the nurses, the doctors, yeah. you know, all of those things like, my God, you know, I saw a picture of, of a doctor standing on one side of his patio door and his um, little baby on the other side. And they're like pressing their hands up against, and, you know, it's just, it's heartbreaking, you That's know, heartbreaking. to know these things, but I'm just, I'm, I'm hopeful that that we will begin to see people like truly see them and just say thank you and appreciate them. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's yeah. crazy to think too the, the, the stories that will come out of this, right? Mm -hmm. Like after this is all said and done, I can't, you know, being in your industry, you gotta be thinking, I'm sure people are thinking about it, you know, what kind yeah. of movies and TV shows and, you know, are going to come out of this. It's just, I, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine something hasn't already been done, like some sort of reality television show about yeah. people with COVID or something. I don't like Big Brother, but it's COVID nineteen or something. Right? Yeah, I'm sure something. Not. I'm sure something's I mean, in the works. I know. You know, I'm kind of torn because I'm like, I don't want to hear another thing about yeah. COVID. Like, yeah. Don't write anything about COVID. Don't write anything where I have to wear a mask. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. yeah you know. Um, but it is. True. It's kind of like you know, art reflects life. Yeah. You know, so hopefully there is a is a very nice balance and everything is not, you know, like, oh, we completely disregard COVID, but not like, all right, put on your mask and scene, you know, so we'll see. Yeah, that you're right. That is just going to be very interesting. Sports, too. Oh I mean, God. just right across the game. I mean, just across uh, everything. The theaters, right? Just going to see a movie, going to see a play. Yeah. You know, go, uh, yeah, I just can't. Oh, gosh, this is yeah. so crazy to think about. It's a lot. You know? It's yeah. a lot. It's too much. Um, like you said, I'm I'm kind of in the camp of I need breaks from hearing about mm -hmm. all the news and everything that's going on. And um, luckily, I can take those breaks. At the same time that I'm taking them, I'm thinking, God, I'm so lucky that I even get these breaks. There's probably people just yeah. working tirelessly that don't even get that opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, uh, that's yeah. crazy. Well, what about any um, any future projects that you have coming up? I, I don't know if there's anything you can talk about or want yeah, to talk there's, about. Yeah, there's nothing um, uh, 
that I've shot that hasn't been released already, which I was so grateful, you know, finding, finding the light at the end of the tunnel during this pandemic that, you know, my movies were released when everybody was home, not doing yeah. anything, you know, and needing something <laughs> to be, to watch. Um, so the, the, those two films were the last projects. Nope, that's not true. Manhunt Deadly Games, which um, is on Spectrum, uh, which is kind of tricky. It's such an amazing show. It's an anthology series. So the first season was Manhunt Unabomber, where they yeah. focused on the Unabomber, which was on Netflix. I don't think it, it is right now, or I don't know if it is. And then the second season I did, I played an FBI agent, um, and it was focused on the bombing that took place during the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta and the manhunt to find the real bomber. Um, so that was the last project that I shot um, that's been released. Again, sorry, that's not true. The last project that I shot <laughs> was uh, Mixed Dish um, on ABC. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that, that already aired. So what I'm saying is I don't have anything else coming out. <laughs> I circle all the way back <laughs> to mean? the point. There's nothing else coming out. <laughs> I'm just auditioning uh, right now, and then we'll see. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. You know. uh, probably a good opportunity to audition for stuff, right? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm for sure. sure. Um, you know, but in it, and even that is still kind of tricky. You know, people have hopes of shooting in August, and I'm like, it's July 17th, and our numbers keep trending totally. upwards I mean, like yes. what does that look like to be on set you know like when you get your makeup done the person is right here in your face doing doing your makeup or hair or you know i know that crafty is gone you know just the they have the the table out with all of the different snacks that you should avoid anyway but you know you see some <laughs> m&ms there you're like i don't want to be disrespectful <laughs> and not eat these m&ms somebody so, took the time yeah. to put them out um but you know that has to be done away with catering you know what is that going to look oh, like oh man yeah you know it's like all right we're gonna do box lunches but you know the, i've i've been on sets where they've had some amazing food and you know it's like well what does that look like now so we can audition and even book things but just what that looks like in real life, I think it's kind of going to be a day by day thing that we have to figure out. Yeah. And I'm sure it'll change and adapt no matter yeah. what, however it starts, it probably won't end up that way. Right. You know, ju just like any, anything, just trying to figure it out. No, that's crazy. Um, yeah. But the series on uh, the manhunt series, I, I watched part of that too. Gosh, mm -hmm. you're, you play a great FBI agent. That should Thank be something. You. You know, you should explore more. I could see playing that sort of role, just total badass. Uh, you know that, yeah, just so believable, like just yeah. so stern. Um, God, that's so, yeah. Like, where where do you? I'm curious for roles like that. I remember, um, you know, I, I had my food truck here in Austin for about a year, and um, Liv Tyler came to my food truck mm -hmm. just just randomly, just one oh, wow. just showed up, just I'm. I had I had already given her the food and everything she paid and I didn't even someone came and told me that was Liv Tyler. No. Wow. I don't think so. She had a cap yeah. on all this stuff. Anyway, come to find out, she was there researching a role for this Lone Star show that's on mm -hmm. uh with Rob Lowe. And anyway, um 
she came to research, right? So to follow a cop around or, or firefighter, I don't know what, whatever her thing was to, to do. So I'm curious, do you do stuff like that as well? Do you like ride alongs or do, how, what sort of actual research or preparation is there? Yeah, I have not done any kind of ride along things, but I absolutely do my research. Growing up, I was fortunate enough that my dad was a police officer. Um, You know, he was worked his way up to uh, the role of lieutenant before he left. And, um, you know, my my dad on the outside, he is very intimidating. You know, you you definitely boys coming over to the house for like, I'm good. It's okay. <laughs> like, don't even worry about it. No, nope, it's fine. But you know, your dad loved that. I bet your dad loved oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and he had the, but he has this laugh that just lights up the room, you know, and he's, awesome. he's on the inside. It's just a teddy bear, but just being able to kind of see him and even talk to him about, about certain things. Um, going to the gun range and, you know, kind of being familiar with, with how to shoot the stance that you're supposed to have. So I I was very fortunate in that I had him as an example to not only look up to, but to call and just ask him different questions. And, you know, it, there is a fine line between the reality of what this profession is and then how they kind of dramatize it. I remember one scene they had, um, in manhunt where I was supposed to kick the door down. And my dad was like, no, no, you're not kicking. You wouldn't kick the door down. Like that just doesn't make sense. And, you know, so that kind of stuff drives him crazy when it's like, you would never, you know, how they do on the shows where, you know, you got the cocaine and then they taste it. Yeah, totally. We don't do that. You know, <laughs> we don't do that. Yeah, I mean, I knew that. one guy that did it, but he don't work there anymore, right? He's like, dead. We, yeah, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't do that. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I definitely, um, wherever I can get research from, like I remember, I did the the West Coast world premiere of a play called Eclipsed. Um, it was written by Denai Gurita who um, was on The Walking Dead and um, was the the lead female um, Black Panther, um, you know, queen or backup. I'm not sure what they were called. But my character was a part of the rebel army. And so I remember like, you know, just kind of diving in and researching about these rebel characters. And, you know, sometimes you can go so deep into this stuff that, I, I remember just like, oh my God, I have to take a step back because I'm I'm kind of getting lost in this and the the things that they did, you know, they it's sorry if this is too much, but like they would eat the insides of people because they oh, felt like if I God. eat your heart, then I'm going to get all of the amazing characteristics that you had. And so it's just like, you know, reading that and then seeing these pictures and articles. You know, it was a lot, but it helps you to tap into the mindset of this character and possibly the desperation that this person is feeling to have to go to this rebel army and not 
um, you know, with these other group of people. So the researching aspect, I feel is, is critical, you know, yeah. and being able to talk to people or read people's real life experiences only enhances your performance and your ability to tell the truth in whatever character you're playing. Yeah, truth. Exactly. You just, yeah, exactly. Just like you said before, it just helps you get to the truth, even though some of that stuff, it, it seems like you said, strong or right or whatever, like that's a lot to think about, but it happened. It's truthful, yeah, it you happens. know? So yeah, that's, it's, it's, you know, they didn't have the fortune to look away, you yeah. know? So yeah. that, that's how I think about tough things like that when it's like, oh, that's too much. I can't look at Hey, that those some people didn't have a choice, so yeah. I, I don't know. Um, that you know, yeah, gosh, yeah. that's crazy. Um, yeah, well, look, um, th this has been absolutely amazing, Kelly. Um, Thank talking you, to you, I, I can't tell you, um, you know, I laugh so much. I just, gosh, <laughs> I, <laughs> and I love laughing, as you can tell. Uh, I get yeah. that from my mother. My mother has the most boisterous laugh you, you'd ever you, could, you know having dinner with her is the absolute best um, i'm sure oh gosh it's amazing we just laugh the whole time my mom and i we just try to make each other laugh like that's yeah. it that's our that's our whole goal uh, and that's so, how it should be yes laughter yes. is healing for the soul and you know especially now we need laughter we need laughter so I just, I appreciate you allowing me to, um, being gracious enough to allow me to come back after my faux pas um, <laughs> earlier. So I, oh, I appreciate it. This has definitely been a highlight of my day. So thank you. That's awesome. Well, that means a lot. Thank you so much again. Um, and I hope, uh, again, I wish you the best with your arm uh, and all thank the healing you. with that. And, you know, my best to you and uh, your family um, during this whole pandemic. Hopefully everything thank gets you. back to normal. Uh, right. soon enough so yeah, yeah same for you and yours thank you so uh yeah enjoy the rest of your your weekend okay all right thank you thank Patrick. you again okay right. bye-bye bye-bye all right i really hope you enjoyed that podcast as much as i did if you have any questions for me please feel free to email the podcast at patrick at texasrealfood.com and don't forget you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you know, all the different places you can get podcasts, you'll you'll find us on there. Or you can just go to our website, go to the lonestarplate.com. And you can check us out on YouTube if you want to watch it. You know, we video these now, you know, on a little webcam here and go to the Texas Real Food YouTube channel and you can find it there. Make sure to follow uh, Texas Real Food as well on Instagram and Facebook, subscribe. Um, and if you you know are so inclined, please leave us a review anywhere you can. You know, Follow us on Spotify or leave a review on Apple Podcast. Uh, that would really help us out. Thanks again for listening. Really do appreciate it. Um, without you guys, we'll, you know, what's the point of doing this? So if you have any suggestions on how we can make the show better, please let us know. Thanks again. Be safe out there. Wash your hands. <laughs>